You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center, this is Phoenix FM. This is 92.5 Phoenix FM, community radio for Dublin 15. Hey everybody, it's JB Jeremy Borash and you are listening to Daryl O'Connor on the... Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind. The only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. Hey everybody, it is Tuesday here on Phoenix 2.5 FM, the True Parent Channel, Nerds No Media, and the WrestlingRewind.com. My name is Daryl Connor. Welcome to the Wrestling Rewind, the only wrestling podcast by fans who don't hate wrestling. However, however, uh, we are covering something from 2005, and I forgot how much I dislike the roster of 2005. <laughs> so I'm going to shot myself in the foot here, uh, Martin, a little bit. Uh, I, I forgot why I stopped watching wrestling around 2005, because uh, I missed this one, actually, uh, when it was this, happening. Cause I was this out. is brilliant, then. This is brilliant, because uh, my notes are really similar. This is pretty much exactly when I stopped watching, so... This is all completely new to me as well. I've never seen any of these uh, shows, never seen any of these matches. Uh, some of the people in it, I didn't even know who they were. Yeah, no, I mean, okay, this is, I, I'm glad we're starting off there because I was worried. I'm like, <laughs> oh, we're going to be really negative on this. But yeah, I mean, um, sorry, you heard him. Uh, you love him. One and all, undefeated. Punk has still yet to accept this challenge. The one, the only Mr. Martin Hardy. Hardy's Martin. Good, good. Look, we're getting into that time of year, Dara, the... Sun's out a wee bit longer, days are a wee bit warmer. You know, in less than a month, we're going to have a brand new Legend of Zelda game. Just over a month after that, we're going to be going to AEW's first ever European stadium show. I mean, uh, things are things are looking up. And it's funny you mention it because it's also allergy season, which is why I was just sneezing <laughs> off, cam- off, uh, off camera there. Um, yeah, yeah sometimes. Bit... I mean, it, 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 this time of year is, is hilarious because I go from like cold and flu medicine to allergy medicine. <laughs> it's just year round sniffles. No, I get like a three week break where it's awesome. And oh. then the weather changes and I'm like, ah, oh, this sucks. So, yeah, I mean, look, there's a lot of really cool things coming up. Um, a lot of interesting news happened in the world of wrestling as well. So we are going to talk about Tabbit Tuesday 2005. It's our it's our kind of like break in the arc, and then we'll, we'll start doing Cyber Sunday, which is still a great name. I mean, anyway, we'll get to that. Um, but before we do it, there is some news that we have to cover as well. Uh, Martin, it looks like you're right. CM Punk wants to come back to AEW, but <laughs> AEW don't want him. So, well, well there's there's... There's a, a mix in the uh, amongst the, the roster. Um, yes. Look, I, I think at the end of the day, wrestlers want what's best for business. And love them or loathe them, CM Punk coming back is going to be a huge thing. Now, I can understand people being reticent and going, well, look, maybe he comes back and it makes a big splash, but then it's twice as bad the next time he throws a canary. So Yes. 
Yeah, the thing, like I, I do, I do kind of see both sides of this, but at the same time, it's kind of like, you know, if he comes back, they can make serious money, which they can do. But I don't think that that trust is obviously gone, and trust is very hard to get when it's got to get back when it's gone. But he could go to WWE, which would be insane. So, I mean, which would you prefer? Would you prefer him coming back, everything going well for a while, and then he goes absolutely ape, you know what, again? Or for him to go to WWE and actually, like, have a run in WWE? Um, look, I would want what's best for wrestling. Like, I'm not, I don't particularly like WWE, but I'm not one of these tribal lunatics who wants, like, the other company to fail. Yeah. You know, I think uh, if we have two major North American promotions, both running, both healthy, like that's best for, for business. If we have New Japan strong, AAA in Mexico, if we have, you know, the likes of OTT in Ireland and maybe this big Wembley show coming up could be a real shot in the arm for wrestling in Europe in general. So yeah, like, I, I, I would go for whatever the positive is. If it's going to come to AEW and be negative, I wouldn't want that. If it's going to WWE and be positive, then by all means, do do that one. Absolutely. I mean, I think that's that's a fair down the middle anyway, you know. Um, but it's crazy because like, there was talk as well that maybe the, the leak or the, it wasn't really a leak, the Instagram story that was deleted, that was done, del- okay, I'm just going to say the story and then break it down. So the story is that um, it was done deliberately to set up an angle. I think a lot of this is just copium. Where they're like, oh, you know, he's going to come back. And you're like, no, man, no, he's not. And then, <laughs> and they're just trying to desperately grasp at straws here. But there was a major update uh, from What Culture, like literally 14 hours ago. So this, it says, uh, quote, the Second City Saints AEW return edges even closer with the past week bringing uh, reports that CM Punk had pitched for his AEW return. And here comes a further update from the Second City Saints future. Pair of five fills select the current work of plans indeed for CM Punk to return to AEW on the 21st of June episode of Dynamite. It's taking place in Chicago. The report announced discussion uh, that possibly announcing the week before. Um, potentially as soon as Warner up front, as the Warner upfronts on 7, 10, 10 May. I don't know what that means. That's what this is. Additionally, um, on the Matt Men podcast, um, they report that AEW will soon be launching a new Saturday evening show, AEW Collision, at some point in June. So that's going to be a two-hour show between eight and ten. So that's yeah. So there's a, there's a couple of couple of things have happened here that, um. Look, see, whenever a wrestler puts something up on Twitter or Instagram, like I automatically assume that there's at the very least a 50 50 chance that it's. I'm just going to finish this report out here, Marin, one second. The oh, belief, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, the belief right now is that AEW Collision will be used to facilitate a loose roster split. But CM Punk expected to mainly feature on the Saturday show as a way to keep him separate from talents who he will not want to work with. So, I mean, now that's quite interesting. And apparently, uh, it's supposed to be CM Punk and Jericho on the show. Right, um, and a feud is apparently that's the next feud. Yeah, look, see what any of these articles. A lot of this is taking two and two and coming up to five. Like, I know, I, I under, no, I understand I, that, but I mean, this is the only way I would see this actually working. Right, if he can't be backstage with the lads, fair I enough. 
I think he just has to be. I think you say, look, if you can't work with people here, then you can't work here. That's just it. Um, certainly, I don't believe that TNT would set up another show purely just, you know, for to be Punk's playground. Um, but there have been I mean, a number. It's, it's wrestling, man. <laughs> uh, we. Hold on, we had an entire brawl for all that was done solely, <laughs> solely yeah. to to make uh, JBL look bad. So I mean, and JBL that ruined careers. That, kind of help. that ruined at least five men's careers. Well, look, there have been a a, a couple of things happen around this, sure. which which make me think that this is not like an out of the blue thing. That sure. this has been coming a long time. So yeah. the stadium. That's yeah. a huge announcement. I don't think you take a risk like that unless you know you have major names for it. Yes. The uh, TNT deal where they're getting this new Saturday show, I don't think you put on another show um, unless you, you have like long-term plans for it. I don't think it's something that happens kind of on a whim. And uh, we've also seen last week FTR announced that they had re-signed with AEW, um, and actually a separate bit of news, they said that it's a four-year deal, and that when Ooh. that deal's up, they're probably done, done with on. wrestling in, wow, entirely. Okay. Um, but it turns out that they had actually signed that deal months ago and just okay. kept it quiet until now when all this stuff's happening. So I think maybe the stuff with Punk was being worked out behind the scenes. Yeah, I mean, that makes know, sense. Long ago. Um, but I, I mean... End of the day, you can't work in a company where, you know, you can't even be in the same building as three of the executive vice presidents. It's just going to be a case of people having to sit around the table, hash it out and, you know, be adults about it. Like people in wrestling have been making huge money for decades and they're not best pals. You know, they hate each other's guts outside the ring. Yeah, but punk isn't like that. That's true. Punk Punk is, is much more kind of like <laughs> do, you know. do, do you know Dara I could sit here and give an absolutely flawless airtight five minute argument about why like my view on this is correct and then you could completely shatter it by going but Punk yeah I mean that's the thing what you said is 100% correct yeah and you're but, right <laughs> but Punk could just be like no but Punk <laughs> no and I mean, yeah. that's the problem. You're trying to deal with somebody who, not even allegedly, on record, just will not do it. But so, here, look, uh, if nothing else, doesn't it doesn't it make it more interesting? Doesn't it add that, like, like we all, it's a long time since any of us thought what was going on was was real. But yeah. doesn't the like doesn't the interjection of like a wild card like punk just give you that one percent of doubt that... it does and i have to say like i mean it's a shame it's not a work because it'd be the best story ever it's just but like he- here's the thing you know, though like it might be no from, i don't, I don't from the it. from no. see when the when the uh uh post uh pay-per-view media scrum happened oh yes brawl out punk, Brawl out, yeah, we're punk burned down the world. I watched that. <laughs> I watched that absolutely fascinated. I was looking at that going, oh my god, this is the best heel champion promo ever. This is amazing. Like he's setting up like four, five, six different feuds in like he's 
he's outlining his whole championship run in one in one interview. This is amazing, you know. So I don't know. I if it's a a shoot or a shoot that can become a work or part of a work, I don't know. It's just the the one thing you can't say is that it doesn't make for really kind of interesting, captivating viewing. And look, if it is a new deal. Tony Khan needs to get a better lawyer and be like, listen, punk, you can't go on and you can't bury the company on national television anymore. Yeah. Or in any way, ever. (laughs) Yeah. And if I say that you're wrestling this person, like we talk about it, we figure it out, we'll work it out, but you're wrestling this person. There's no. Creative control needs to be taken away. Look, creative control needs to be taken away from wrestlers, right? Within reason, I mean, Vince McMahon goes completely the other way in the past, you know, demonstrably. But, like, wrestlers need to, like, dude, we've gone back and we've looked at WCW and what happens. And this is my biggest problem with AEW. It's like, you've learned nothing. (laughs) You've learned nothing from what happened in WCW. Wrestlers cannot have creative control because they work themselves into a shoe. They believe their own hype. And it's like, lad, stop. (laughs) You know, so creative input, absolutely, 100%, absolutely, yeah, hundred percent. Like but say yeah, no I to think... stuff that say no to stuff that you fundamentally disagree with or whatever. That's all fine too. But literally saying I don't want to do it because my ego is going to get hurt. It's like you're a wrestler. Yeah. None of this is real. You should. You should definitely have the agency and the power to like without losing your job. Say, I don't want to work this show because I don't feel safe. Or I'm injured and I need time off to heal. Okay, do you know what's like, right? You go. Sorry for interrupting you, but this is this came into my head now, right? You go into work tomorrow, right? And your and your boss asks you to do, you know, serious amount of paperwork on something, just a standard bit of paperwork, right? And you go no, and they're like, why? What's wrong? I just don't want to. Yeah. What you can't do that. Like no. you have a certain <laughs> expectation that as a rest, you know, as a, although, as a employee, you're going to do it. Although it's kind of funny that we're talking about this because once we get into Taboo Tuesday, oh yeah, there is a wrestler who did exactly that, yeah. and I kind of agree with him on it. So yes, you know, yes there's like yeah. Everton, there's there's shades, shades and great. nuances and subtleties yeah. and yeah and you know I, i'm glad i know exactly what you're talking about because that is one of my main notes on, <laughs> on on the show as well but i mean with with that there's a difference between that like and then punk's gone no do you know what do you know what'll be interesting about punk so this we talked last week about the stadium show coming up in wembley yes and ninety thousand seats that's a huge order to fill like it is like bulldog and brett didn't even sell out well now they got an enormous crowd and they nearly sold it out but they didn't even sell out wembley yeah aw as of one week from it being announced has more than fifty thousand pre-registration pre-registrations for tickets and that's so that's it more than half sold out and that's only if everybody pre-registered only buys one ticket you'd assume people are signing up to buy at least two yeah and look the thing about it is i mean people are going to go to that anyway you know it's an event it's a once in a lifetime potential thing you know it's like but it'll it'll be interesting to see if all these rumors over punk in the next week or so if we see a a spike in those uh those pre-registrations oh yeah no he he does draw i mean 
he does. You know, he absolutely is a draw. So we'll have to see what the crack is here. Um, we'll see if there's any kind of saving grace here. I don't know if there there is, if this can't be worked out. I mean, I would like to see Punk back in WWE because um, it's going to happen anyway. It'll probably be it'll probably be in a um, Hall of Fame kind of thing at some point. But I, I don't see him ever going back to, to WWE. He will go back for Hall of Fame. He absolutely will. Absolutely. Does, does, does it does it mean that much to him, the Hall of Fame? Is he No, I, th- no, because look, here's the thing, right? And again, we don't know Punk from anything, you know, whatever. No, no, not at all. In, in my opinion, based on, on track records, he he like impact won't touch him. I just won't. Uh UFC uh, he can't fight. What's no, what's uh, like you mean impact wrestling like, could couldn't afford him? No, they just they, yeah they can't afford him. They won't touch him. He was there. There's no value of him going back. What like it's too, it's too low. You know, it, it's too low down. You know, yeah. like he'd be much better going to New Japan, right? But he is quite broken to go to New Japan. Like New Japan, he's, he's not physically able to go. Oh like that, yeah, right? New Japan, they <laughs> kick the living hell out of you. Yeah. So I mean, like you have to really kind of look at the delayed land here. Impact. He was there. He did nothing. Going back achieves nothing, right? And he can't afford him. New Japan, he'll get murdered, right? UFC, he can't fight. A, it's either AEW or WWE. And uh, with AEW, if he can't work it out there, well, then the only chance, if he wants, because apparently he does want to wrestle again, which I would actually believe. Um, yeah. So one of two things has to happen here. Either he has to take a massive pay cut to go to somewhere where Impact would be like, oh, yeah, come on over, or New Japan, and you know, and pick who, very carefully who he works with, which you could do too. Or he goes back to WWE and I don't think it would be soon but eventually when all those options do run out and he has no more options WWE will go look we need you for the Hall of Fame you come over you know that's about 10-15 years away he's what 44 now ah yeah but by the time he's 60 he'll be in the Hall of Fame I guarantee you put money on it and here's the thing I'm batting 3 for 3 at this point well I'm sorry I'm batting 2 for 2 on it because you know Sting and the sale of WWE yeah, yeah, that's yeah. that's true. You're 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 on you're on something of a roll. The the only thing I would be less certain about WWE is because because the way he left was so so acrimonious. Yeah, uh, like and he held that for so long. Like there was ten times they would have welcomed him back when uh, when he was gone. But apparently, one of the major like one of the people he really did not like in WWE was Triple H. Yeah. And now with Triple H as, you know, as, well, supposedly the top gay, um, you know, he might be even less inclined to go back now than, than when McMahon was running things. But look, man, right. Ultimate Warrior came back to the Hall of Fame. I'm not saying he goes back and does a run. That's very unlikely. It's possible. It genuinely is possible. I mean, everyone needs to get paid eventually, you know. But it's more likely that he will have some kind of either some kind of token run going into Hall of Fame or just a straight up we don't hear from for years he does his internet thing back and forward probably does another podcast and then shows up randomly in about 10 years in the Hall of Fame you know I, I don't think that's outside the realm of possibility do I think oh it's no a mass- definitely not do I think it's a massive waste oh absolutely <laughs> it's it's a grotesque waste of time, money, and effort, but I do think it's very realistic. 
it's it's a waste of talent as well because oh absolutely man that AEW run he had that first year was incredible like, he's one of the most talented wrestlers in the world he just needs to stop being a you know what yeah and and he's strange in that he's one of the most talented wrestlers in the world but he's not necessarily and he's captivating like, and he's captivating he's not, you know oh yeah but he's not necessarily like a you know in ring like just incredible he's just no, he's not. really good at he's really good at physical storytelling and yeah like he's I know I've said this for years, going all the way back. He's like Raven. He wrestles just like Raven. That's a really good call, yeah. And I mean, it makes sense because one Raven trained him and two Ravens his hero. So it's like when you're watching them both wrestle, yeah, are they the most athletic guys in the world? No. Are they the, you know, are they going to be able to be held together for a while? Probably not. Are they going to be injured after the match? Yeah, absolutely. But <laughs> while they're in there, He's so injury prone, isn't he? Oh yeah, but I mean, so is Raven. But w- while you're while they're in there, they just get it completely. And I mean, like, even after everything that Punk has done, I still want to cheer for CM Punk. Oh and yeah, that's, and that's incredible. That's incredible. It's like, you know. So I mean, but at the end of the day, man, we're not wrestlers. We're not booking. We're not working there. Jericho has legit went on record and called the man a cancer. So it's like, oh. I mean, even in WWE, you weren't being called that, you know. Yeah, um, but I, I still think that whenever there's, um, whenever there's money on the table or yeah. like, the other thing about AEW is the people there genuinely seem to love wrestling. I thought you were going to say they genuinely seem to love money. Money. Was, <laughs> well, <laughs> I thought sure. that's where you were going. Sure, they do. Uh, yeah. But like from. Tony Khan down, yes. like the, yeah. they genuinely seem to love wrestling. And Absolutely, yeah. I think you could appeal to them that look, this is what is best for not business. This is what is best for the industry, like the yeah. art that you have all dedicated your lives to, like not to be like overly romanticizing it, but like the fans. This is what's. So I, I, th- I don't think there's anything that's been said or done that's so horrendous they couldn't yeah. work it out if everybody just calmed down yeah and i you know i think that's very realistic and probably what will happen but at the same time <laughs> the same at the same time <laughs> punk <laughs> i mean yep it's just it's the wild card that just you do not know what's going to happen you know and i mean yep. I, as, as somebody like put myself in in Tony Khan shoes or even a competent businessman's shoes and being like like even even like Vince McMahon right who is Vince McMahon he was still like no we have to <laughs> we have to walk away from this guy you know and the same with Dana <laughs> yeah, we have to walk away from this guy and at a certain point I mean everyone's going to have to do that I mean like if you're a competent businessman in any way which Tony Khan may or may not be I don't know. He makes some good decisions and he makes some crazy decisions. But at a certain point, that's going to have to be addressed. And then the question, then the, for me, the more interesting question is, what does Punk do then? Well, sure. What, what has Punk been doing for the past seven years? You know, he, like he plays with his dog. It's just such a horrible that's, that's, way. That's, that's not just, a euphemism, by the no, way. No, it's not. No, he, you know. <laughs> he genuinely really loves this 
terribly ugly dog he has. Yeah, because it was a rescue dog. That was that what it is. Yeah, it was a rescue dog. So I mean, that's yeah, it's 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 horrendously ugly. But you know, I mean, see, from from all intents and purposes, from from people who who know him, who I know, he's a really nice guy. I just don't want to. It, but apparently, when he's wronged, he takes it really badly, and then. Do you, do you know what that's I, it, you know, like, and that's what happens. And I mean, everywhere you go, with the exception of the UFC, which I mean, it's like, you know, you shouldn't have been there to begin with. Um, here, <laughs> do, you, do you know what he does? I'm go actually going to, I'm actually going to Google this while I'm saying it, just to make sure it hasn't happened already. Um, if he does finish with the finish with wrestling, go on. Uh, and you're asking like, what does he do for the next few years? Yeah, he he sits down and he writes his book. Yeah, I mean that would be that would Unauthor- be read. Yeah, there's that no, there's no. See, he has never, like, uh, the other way. Sometimes part of your WWE contract is that you is a is a book. Yeah, yeah, ghostwritten book, whatever. No, there's no book on CM Punk. There's like biographies, but there's no autobiography. So the only thing about it is his here. That's ro- a that's a bestseller there. Like, yeah, but I don't know if you've read his Marvel comic books. They no, are probably the, some of the worst comics you'll ever read. Yeah, and but that's like, a high bar. That's a high bar. Yeah, but like uh, I mean, there's 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 a comic group, there's a comic book superheroes called Safe Space and Trigger Word. <laughs> but you know what? Um, like I, I create writing creatively and writing for a comic book is going to be very different from sitting down in your own time and yeah. writing your own your own life story and you know what it's kind of a privilege it's it's not it's not something most people get that's true and do, look, look you know? if, if if that came out i absolutely would buy it i would 100 read it <laughs> everyone yeah. would buy it yeah of course you would like you'd have to kind of go right well what what actually happened what's going on yeah you know I, i'd love to know early on in his life because um i get the impression that early on in his life somebody really egregiously and unfairly screwed him over and yeah. from that moment he went from that moment on he was like right i am living my life taking absolutely no crap from anyone ever and now he slightly overreacts to everything because of like that kind of you know early uh early influence i love or... that he sl- <laughs> he overreacts <laughs> But it would be it would be a fascinating story because like Go. he is this massively like hugely known um, wrestler. Everybody is fascinated with him. Nobody knows all that much about him. He doesn't do an awful lot of interviews. He hasn't come out with a book. He, you know, he blurs the lines a lot between between kayfabe and reality. And you know. I think it would be one of those books that would maybe even cross a little bit like Mick, Fo- Mick Foley's book did cross um, into kind of mainstream popularity. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you're listening on Phoenix of Emmy, if you're listening on the internet, if you're listening anyway, we want to hear your ideas for titles for this book. <laughs> Nerdstonemedia at gmail.com or you can go to the rest of rewind. And, and Punk, if you're listening, I will forego our fight if you let me be your ghostwriter. <laughs> Um, let's see. Um, ra- grapes of wrath. Um, that could be one. Um, grapes, grapes of wrath. Grapes of wrath. Uh, <laughs> a few punks more. Punk out. <laughs> um, 
I don't know. What's it? Three men and a steel biting my friend, bite, biting my enemy. <laughs> I mean, there's loads of things there. Allegedly. Oh wait, there you go. There's an even better one. Allegedly. Oh, just yeah. CM Punk. Allegedly. allegedly. <laughs> I think. Do you know what? You go simple. Like do you know Metallica's first album, just called Metallica. I think you just go real simple. You just call it Chick Magnet Phil. <laughs> Or Cookie Monster Phil. Cookie Monster Phil. <laughs> or uh, he has to have a a, a chapter in it called, called Walmart Greeter Phil. What? <laughs> oh man, I wouldn't uh, mind. Here's the thing: if if Punk was back in WWE doing his his shtick, I all this would be forgiven, and I'd be like property marking hard for him. But be, <laughs> just because every time he does something, you're like, oh, what are you doing? Even in AW, I mean, we we came on this podcast, and I'm like. Saying his praises with his work with MJF, and then it was just like, "Oh, there you go, burying everybody. Look at you go." <laughs> but again, horse, like, horse and through those muffins as well. I mean, that was a heroic amount of muffins. God, you know, I loved um, when MJF came out after he won the title, and he did the same thing just with a big bowl of pickles. <laughs> he just <laughs> sat there eating this huge bowl of pickles, just burning everybody. There's the best thing in the world, and it's uh, someone on Twitter made like a Lego, um, a Lego diorama of CM Punk and um, Tony Khan. Oh my at, god! At the auto, and it's like it's it's spot on. I'll, I'll post it on our social media. But I mean, if Tony Khan was smart, or even if Punk was smart, I would, you know, I'd license that. I'd be like, <laughs> release that. You know? Could you know what? I honestly got once. Um... It sort of became clear that all that stuff was not part of what was supposed to happen. It wasn't this amazing heel promo. Well, I did say it to you. I, honest to God, my main thing was I just felt terrible for for Tony Khan because he's built this great promotion. Yeah, he's brought all these like he say whatever you want about AEW or about him, but he has been objectively the best thing to happen to wrestling in 20 years because he's given, you know, there's more options for wrestlers. Wrestlers now have leverage when they're talking about their contracts. They have places to go if, you know, the lunatic despot in WWE takes a notion against them. You know, they're not condemned to the indies for life. Like he's well, been... Well, hold objectively... on, hold on. Hold on, I'm just going to walk that back there a bit. You, you mispronounced Triple H. <laughs> I just want to make sure, you know, I just don't want to misrepresent you. Um, it was, you forget that I'm I'm a Bret Hart fan, so I'll, I'll always hold, the, even though he only played like a 1% role in the screw job, uh, I'll fair. always hold that against him. No, I mean, that's uh, fair, that's fair. Um, but, uh, like, so Tony Khan's greatest strength and admittedly his greatest weakness is that he genuinely loves wrestling. Like, yeah. He, genuinely loves it Vince McMahon hates wrestling he like, does yeah from day <laughs> he really, one he really does not like he wrestling hates yeah. It so, yeah. he hates it so much and he always wanted to be you know something else some, and he always wanted yeah. to run an empire but because of what his father did the only empire he had access to was wrestling and he tried to make wrestling everything except wrestling yeah. you know it was all we make movies pal and sports entertainment and um, to be fair i'm okay with sports entertainment i love uh, being sports entertained i i like it as part 
of a wrestling show. So I like, like, Jericho is very sports entertainment. He is, yeah. So I like when Jericho comes out and does the sports entertainment bit. But then I like when the Luchas come out and do the Lucha yeah. bit. Or when Mox comes out and just murders someone. Or you get a really awesome technical match. with. I, I just don't want a whole thing of sports entertainment. No, that's fair. Um, I, I mean, I, I, look, variety is all part of it. You know, I think it's it's important thing to really kind of to draw true. But like, I think the problem with Tony Khan... In in that same vein, because as you said, his greatest strength is also his greatest weakness, is that he can't see the forest from the trees. At some point, because I mean, as fans, yeah. we really want to see Punk back. However, from a business standpoint, you want him no way near you. Yeah, and I think that balance is something that is kind of hard to solve for, and that's probably what's going on here. But you know what? It's also going to be the thing that either makes AEW. Like, like, it'll probably never be as big as WWE because wrestling will probably never be as big again. But Tony Khan's, like, genuine love of wrestling will either be the thing that makes AEW a long-term mainstay, maybe not as big as WWE, but a long-term part of the wrestling landscape, or will make it be this brilliant flash of light that burned phenomenally burned out quickly like again to, to go to to go to tna um so i have to apparently it's what i do um, that, but, but tna would be the worst thing for it to for it to have its moment and then just keep limping along on life and support, yeah that'd be and, the worst and that's what kind of happened it's like i had this amazing amazing two or three years and then I had a spectacular fall from race and then didn't die it's like held off in this, <laughs> just like on life support for years, just lingering away. It's just like, come on, just please. <laughs> you know what it is? Do you ever read the book? I have no mouth, and I but I cannot scream. Oh my god, that is one of the most horrifying things I've ever read. Yeah, and there's a game, and it's it's just as horrifying. So for for anyone that doesn't know, basically a machine comes self aware, right, and kills all the humans, barring like five humans. And it makes them basically immortal, um, and and it, and it just it just it just tortures them, just, tortures just for them. fun, for and fun. never lets them never lets them actually die. Yeah, just oh my god, it's one of the most horrific. Actually, just for anyone who is listening, um, the book for some reason, if you try to buy it, even though it's only a short story, it's very rare in print. So if you try to buy it, it's literally like seven hundred quid to buy the book, wow. but. But there is just like loads of free PDFs of it out there. So just yeah. if you want to read it, it's only like 11 pages long. Just uh, Google, I have no mouth and I must scream PDF. But the game is also unbelievable. I think it's on GLG for like five bucks. But basically how, what happens... How is that never... And sorry to... It's just I've actually never met anyone. This is mad. I've never met anyone else who's read it. Uh, how has that never gotten like an update? I don't know. I don't know. I just think it's one of those things that like goes underneath the radar, you know. But its appeal is like so of so good for for situations like this because I mean the end of that book and game, the, the one of the humans kills the other humans, like to save them, and he ends up being this blob basically with no mouth and he can't scream, and that's how it ends, and that's kind of what impact 
is now. God, that is the grimmest assessment. Where it's like, it should have died years ago, but it just won't. So it's just there. But you know what, Dara? Go on. More important than any of this, right? People who listen to this show, they now know what X-Pac is saying at the start of his song. Right. And now, because of listening to this show, you've found out that there's an amazing book. You can go out there and get the PDF and read for free. And I again. We, I think, and again, I think we've earned an X-Pac euro. I'm telling you. So if you're listening now and you're like, you know what? Uh, that useless rant for like an hour where you <laughs> promised us Taboo Tuesday and you talked about everything else but Taboo Tuesday. You know, that was a great use of our time. Here's a euro. We'd very much appreciate it, folks. And, and you know, know what? what? It's telling because I do not want to talk about this show. Do you know what I think we do from now on? What? I think we pick like an amazing show. Like right. a show that everyone wants to hear about. And then me and you get on and we just inanely babble about whatever's in our heads until a euro comes through the Patreon and then we'll then we'll We've go been on to doing that. We've we've been like teasing Raw Rumble <laughs> two thousand for like a year. <laughs> All right. WCW shows instead of doing that. <laughs> WCW shows that were happening. While Royal Rumble 2000 was happening, <laughs> honestly, God, it's it's built up to this point where I swear to God, Royal Rumble 2000. I think it has to be live and in person. I think either you come up to Belfast or I go down to Dublin, and we sit up and we watch it like oh, properly watch time. it. What a good and time! Those get it, and then as soon as it's over, we hop on the mic and we just launch into it. Oh, I think that's a good idea. And your uh, X-Pac Euros can help. Get them X-Pac Euros. Your X-Pac Euros can help fund that trip for one of us. Um, uh, and obviously, the, the copious amount of drinks that will happen to. Um, Whiskey, nachos, none of this stuff is, none of this stuff is <laughs> none free, of stuff folks. None of this stuff is free, folks. It's growing trees. It all takes X-Pac Euros. <laughs> X-Pac Euros. Euros are accepted everywhere. It's an international currency. Absolutely, absolutely. Right, Martin, I, I wasn't running a timer, so I don't know what time it is, but <laughs> I think we're going to jump into uh, into the pay-per-view. What do you think? Let's do it. Let's go. But before we do, uh, <laughs> Drew, Ma- <laughs> Drew McIntyre may or may not be gone from WWE. What do you think about that real quick? Well, uh, look, people, wrestlers, like, block their Twitter accounts all the time. It could be just that... Look, I'm a nobody, and sometimes I get sick of just the nonsense that you read on Twitter and the abuse that you get. So I can't even imagine what, uh, you know, someone who's well-known deals with. Um, So there could just be any number of innocuous reasons, but it is also nice to, or it is also fun to kind of um, sort of fantasy book. Big... Big AEW stadium show coming to England, you know. Like, at least England is right next to Scotland, you know. <laughs> like, when he did Clash at the Castle, he was two countries away from where he's from, and they kept calling it his hometown. So, <laughs> at least uh, at least England's next door. So, I was in the arena when Drew Calloway made his debut in Impact Wrestling. What sort of the, response did he get? The 200 people that were in that 18... 18 actually, hold on one second. Hold on a second. 
when I look up something real quick, capacity. Okay. Hold on. Manchester Arena. So I, I, want, I want to get my numbers right here. Does this happen in the Manchester Arena? Yeah. So in the in the twenty one thousand oh, capacity Lord. stadium, the two hundred people that were there absolutely loved it. They were so happy to see Drew Galloway. But I'm I'm actually surprised to even hear that because we get so little wrestling this side of the pond that I would imagine like uh, like maybe I'm overselling things, but I would imagine that like even if New Japan or AAA or whatever came to Ireland or England, that they could sell out a reasonably sized venue. I don't know what to tell you, man. I, I, I've set in the tree <laughs> arena um, and there was like 50 people there for, for impact. <laughs> it's, oh my God. It's, it's crazy. And, you know, so I'm kind of like, you know, when anyone other than WDB shows up, and even in WDB itself at the house shows, like I, I like going to the house shows in, in the Tree Arena, and um, a lot of we, it's turned we, off. A lot of it is really off. are. Like, wrestling fans really are the worst. We will give out and moan and whinge about, like, uh, there not being enough alternatives in wrestling, wrestling not getting enough support, blah, blah, blah. And yeah. then when it comes around... We sit in our bloody arses and do nothing about it. Like it's, yeah. I mean, that's what happens. Like we're genuinely the worst. <laughs> like I, as I said, I will go to I, when you start touring again. I'll go and you'll you often you get an upgrade. It's a, but even still with um SmackDown, what would always happen when you go over to Manchester or Liverpool or whatever, um, you know, you'd get like a seven euro ticket to SmackDown. And you'd be upgraded to ringside seats because nobody would be there. I, I think the perception of wrestling as, um, you know, is a little bit askew to, way it, to where it actually is. But I think what, you know, what AEW has that Impact didn't have is it, do, it does have a lot more momentum. You know, when Impact was running shows, nobody really cared. You know, compared to AEW, it seems will, like it's an actual thing. Will Im- do you think will Impact start touring again? Ah, uh, no. <laughs> no, 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 no. They, they're going to stay. They're done. I don't think they're done. I just think they're doing what they're doing. It's kind of like with. Um, oh yeah, no, sorry, not. I didn't mean done as in finish. I meant done as in like as like a a touring yeah. national. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I, I just don't see it. I mean, they were de facto number two for. About 15 years, purely because there was no other competition other than Ring of Honor, and it didn't matter. there was no number three. You know, well, there was. It was Ring of Honor, but nobody took Ring of Honor seriously either. Um, And now that there is... Isn't it mad now that Ring of Honor has overtaken them? Well, yeah, but because of AEW's money, you know, and and the contacts and what's there. Like, again, this goes back to WCW. WCW lost its value completely once the TV deal was taken away. It wasn't worth anything, you know? Here, man. And that's and like, I swear to God, folks, we are we are not doing this to wind you up. It's just it's, we will get to taboo Tuesday. <laughs> it's but, all, this is like this is like you know in it, 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 a bit of itchy and scratchy when they're going to the fireworks factory and then Poochie shows up. minute, folks. <laughs> when are you going to get to the fireworks factory? <laughs> uh, when uh, are you going to talk about taboo Tuesday, man? Uh, uh, honestly, Ring of Honor is so good. It's so good, and 
nobody is seeing it because for some insane reason they have put it behind a paywall that is nine ninety nine a month and that doesn't even get you the pay per views. That is insane. Well, no, they want money, dude. Yeah, CM but Punk, it, CM Punk isn't going to pay for himself. But no, but listen, I had this exact same argument with my insurance company a week ago, <laughs> right? <laughs> I am not giving you nine ninety nine. There is nothing you can say or do that will make me give you nine ninety nine a month for four episodes of Ring of Honor. It's just not happening. Yeah. So what I can do is I'll give you because I pay three ninety nine for Fight, and Fight gets me Dynamite, Rampage, Battle of the Belts. Right? I will happily give you two ninety nine, three ninety nine for Ring of Honor. So you can either have three ninety nine or nothing. I had the exact same argument with my insurance company. I was like, I'm driving 18 years. I've never had an accident, never had a claim. You have put my claim up now by £500. So I will either give you what I was paying last year or I will give you nothing. Would would you would you prefer nothing? And apparently they prefer nothing. Yeah, that's a good day, sir. But see, what happens then is, um, <laughs> yeah, and then there's just a magic website that people go to that's <laughs> you know and that's what happens yes, exactly so, so you yeah. can just go to the magic website and watch ring of honor for nothing or as in the case of my insurance because i live in south Armagh and there's no cops i can just drive around anyway we do not condone that folks <laughs> that is not something we condone on, on the radio <laughs> again certainly not not on phoenix fm no, far see, too is... many far too many guards in dublin now see this is this is the great thing about like having why you should listen to the podcast because there's things on the podcast that I just can't allow on the radio. So, and that's one of them. <laughs> but, but if you don't put this on the radio, then people won't know the type of thing that's on the podcast. So you're you're ah. kind of caught in a catch-22 there. Okay, so here's what we do, right? So, folks, if you're listening on the radio, there's a big awkward set of silence that just happened there. Go over to the podcast. Go over to the podcast and check it out. It's a, it's a very detailed story of, of Martin's funny antidote. Yes. Anecdote. Uh, uh, yeah, it's, a- antidote. It's, anecdote. There we go. It's a very detailed funny story about how we in no way encourage people in rural Ireland to drive without insurance. <laughs> Absolutely. We do not condone that at all. <laughs> so, when are we going to get to the fireworks factory? Now? It's, <laughs> it's Taboo Tuesday. It's Taboo Tuesday. Speaking of things that are taboo <laughs> that's the best i can do <laughs> i'm not give, i'm not giving myself a whole lot here well you uh, haven't you haven't even like so you're you're giving out to me or we haven't even talked about taboo tuesday but you're the man who controls the time machine so this is true i'm, I'm just sitting here waffling waiting for you to hit the button so we're gonna hit the button right now so we're gonna go all the way back to 2005 right. in the time machine and we've actually managed to have a bit of control of the time machine now. So we're able to tell it to go to these specific events, which is great. Because usually we just hop in and see what happens. Usually I look for Lions End match or Triple H and stuff appears. Uh, <laughs> neither of those things happened here. Um, or or the big boss man. Usually that takes me to wonderful places too. Um, well, well, not only do you have Triple H in this, you've got uh, Harley Race. Facial have, Triple H. Yeah. So, I mean, like, okay. So we're going all the way back to 2005, uh, November 1st. I thought this was like way sooner. I didn't realize this was in November. Um, but last last year's one was uh, in November as well. That was for Survivor Series. I hate Survivor Series. I always have. 
Except recently when they brought in the. No, stay on topic. Stay on topic. Yeah, do not. Do not let me. Know, I just don't want to talk know, about this. I have a whole stack of uh, early, late eighties and early nineties Survivor Series VHSs, and even when I was a kid, even when I would watch any, literally anything, God, I found some of them to be a tedious slog. Like I just hate the five on five thing, and I know some people like it, but I mean, no, you're I wrong. like it as a, as a like a part of the show one match the, it's okay as one match it's not okay the, for all of it yeah see the late 80s early 90s yeah that is the whole pay-per-view every single match yeah. is a survivor series match oh i hate them so much i mean it makes oh, more sense to have war like the best ones are with war games because i mean that's cool and then the the um deadly games tournament yeah that was great yeah. too you know, but actually, we'll probably get the Deadly Games tournament eventually because that's a, that is a fun watch. That's a nice one. Yeah, that's that's actually a fun a fun tournament, and it kind of sets up the last arc we just did as well. So, but we're <laughs> yeah. not talking about we're not anything we're not. that's deadly. We're talking about taboos. We're not talking about anything that's good. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so yeah, uh, so this was in San Diego, California, November first, two thousand five. Attendance six thousand. Oh my god, that's very low. Oh. Very low. I mean, even they knew what was going on. Buy rate was um, 174,000. Weirdly, the buy rate was 174,000. And the buy rate for Taboo Tuesday 2004 was 174,000. Do you think it was the exact same people? I mean, yeah, I was one of them. Do you think this was maybe like, like in a in a certain sense, if we're talking about like, a, do you know the way people would say someone is, pound for pound the best fighter they don't mean that they're the best fighter they just mean that like in terms of their division and all that they're the yeah. best fighter yeah. like do you think that maybe this was the most successful wwe pay-per-view ever because every <laughs> single person who bought it in 2004 bought it in 2005 i mean potentially potentially but like i will have to say right this show was demonstrably worse than the first one but it was also kind of better and i don't think it was because the show like okay so all this okay so all the kinks that were in the first show like the weird pacing the the fact that they would which you could forgive because it was the first yeah yeah so like the weird kinks that were in the first one like the pacing um it just kind of feeling very house showish um they were moving the wardrobe of the familiar fancy match as Triple H was walking out, which is still the funniest thing ever. Uh, you know, just we- really weird stuff like that that just well, wouldn't, one, ha- wouldn't happen one on thing, a pay Yeah. One thing we agreed on last week was that um, Taboo Tuesday 2004, weirdly, for some reason, if it was the audience, if it was the lighting, if it was the setup, if it yeah. was the weird matches, felt like a late-era WCW. Exactly. Yeah, and it did. This doesn't. It, this actually feels this more do- like a. This feels more like a WWF show. I hundred percent agree with you. This does not feel like a WCW pay per view. This feels like a WWE Raw. Yeah. It doesn't. I feel mean, like make- pay per view. It feels like a. Raw. So I don't know which is better and which is worse, either to be a WCW pay per view or, or a WWE weekly show. Well, I mean. They bill it as a pay-per-view, but it's 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 strange. So look, I mean, 
<laughs> it was terrible and it will stay in its vault never to be seen or, or spoken about again until next week when we have to talk about Cyber Sunday. I do. Yeah. Cyber, I'm actually, I'm excited. It's so weird. I'm excited about Cyber Sunday because I know, want to see what what the difference is, what the transition is, if, they, if they've learned, you know, because they were obviously going, well, look, this is a, this is a, there's a kernel of good idea here, but Tuesday just isn't working. It isn't so working. We're gonna, we're going to take this idea and move it to Cyber Sunday. And I'm I'm excited to see if they've learned from it and improved it. And I'm even... I just <laughs> I, looked at the card. I, I can't wait. I, I, haven't, I haven't even seen anything. I'm not looking at anything. I'm doing no research. I'm just going <laughs> to stick it on and marvel and then get on, on the phone and just <laughs> rant at you. Well, we've ranted for three and a half hours. Beautiful. on this one so I want to thank you Martin for your insightful incredible dedication and comment commentary on this as we navigated one of the worst shows I think we've watched which is saying something because I mean we D- watched Dara well, we've talked for longer than this show oh the God. show was two hours and 58 minutes and I think we spent an hour and a half trying not to talk about the show <laughs> <laughs> Oh, poor Joey Styles. He got way more than he and he bargained for. Well, luckily he never had to do it again because whatever he said to King obviously got him fired. No, he he was he was leading down down to Frages until he got his promo on uh, on Vince. Well, now I'm even more desperate to know what that thing he said to King was. Where I was like, oh, now I've said that, I'll probably never work here again. And King just said, yeah. <laughs> no, um, he, was, he worked there for another year and, until he cut a shoe promo and walked out. Now I'm desperate to know what that is. God, <laughs> well, you know look, what? Maybe when we're done with the cyber arc, maybe we'll do a, like a Joey Styles arc. That could be fun. That could be fun. But we are going to leave it there, guys, uh, because because we've gone for three and a half hours. This show will be cut up in several parts, depending on where you're listening to it. <laughs> but we might put it on Patreon. I don't know. But. Oh, uh, yeah. Martin, have you got anything you want to plug before we, uh, before we get Go on. Um, Guys, I want to push uh, <laughs> the WrestlingRewind.com, uh, the True Penny channel, and anywhere else as well. Your support is great. Um, please do go over to Patreon, and we will talk to you next week here where we look at Cyber Sunday 2006. God help us. Bye, guys. If you have nothing else to do on a Saturday, do you like nerd things? Now check out Nerd to Know Basis here on Phoenix 92.5 FM, 5pm to 6pm, and then head over to nerdtoknowmedia.com for all of our shows as part of the Nerd to Know Media radio network. Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production. 